The trade deadline has come and gone, and what a day it was for San Antonio Spurs fans and the San Antonio Spurs in general. It started off with the Spurs saying adios to a couple players, and Thaddeus Young and uh, Drew Eubanks, which was you know interesting. You know we ended up sending them over to Toronto. Toronto was not a team that was on our radar for Thaddeus Young. And we ended up getting back in return Goran Dragic, who we're going to end up waving. And, you know, he's going to be a spur for the second time and never, ever play for the Spurs, which is interesting. And the Toronto Raptors are going to end up waving Drew Eubanks. Along with Goran Dragic, the San Antonio Spurs are receiving a first round draft pick this season. Uh, th- this is nuts. And this is what you know. This is just the the first part of of the two big moves from the Spurs today. Um, I want to talk about this one first. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are currently, I believe, in the seventh or eighth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They're going to be making a playoff push, and um, you know their pick that they sent over that first round pick is lottery protected, which means that if they don't make the playoffs and they get in the lottery they keep their pick, right? And then it will it'll transfer over to next season. But most likely, in all likelihood, um, they're going to make the playoffs and the Spurs will acquire their first round pick in this year's 2022 draft. You know, so that right off the bat was, was a great way to start our morning, I'm sure, for most Spurs fans all over the place. And we kept our ears to the ground. We were hearing some rumors out there about Jakob Pertl being involved in trade talks with the Charlotte Hornets. That never happened. And then all of a sudden, we got hit with a huge trade uh, that sent, you know, longtime Spurs guard Derek White to the Boston Celtics. This one was bittersweet. You know, this one hurts. This one hurts in the feels. You know, um, I think like most Spurs nation out there. You know, we have like a, an, an infinity for, for him. You know, we appreciate the growth and the development and the time and the process that it's taken to get Derek White to this point. We all know his story, how he went to like a culinary school and then, um, then in, ended up at a D1 school years later. And then we ended up drafting him with the 29th pick overall. Um, and then we saw him just blossom year after year after year. And, you know, his best season coming in the DeJounte Murray um, ace torn ACL season was really the the apex of his time here, and um, you know, but throughout all of it, you know, he was a ultimate spur. Um, the story doesn't get more perfect for him, you know, in his time here, and um, you know, while him, while he and and Derek White have been on the on the active list together. They spent a season um, staggered. They had Derek White coming off the bench and in the the bubble year, and then they had them playing together for for this season, and and last season, right? Um, last season he was hurt for the majority of the season with the toe injuries and and COVID, and we never really got to see a a a large sample size of what Derek White and Dejounte Murray could be together on the floor, um, you know, but. We all know that he's one of the league's best perimeter defenders. You know, he leads the the, the league in, in char- uh, charges drawn. You know, he's he's just an ultimate sacrifice my body for the team type guy. He laid it all on the line. And that's something that you just adore about Derek White. Um, and then he, he was on a pretty, pretty friendly contract for the next few years, um, which, you know, is another Spursy thing to do. 
Um, so, you know, this year he just has not been able to get it going from the shooting guard spot. And he's been having struggles scoring the ball. Um, you know, this is coming off a loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers where, where man, he was missing he was missing a, a ton of shots and, and, you know, he's still giving you everything he can on the, on the defensive end. And, and to me as a coach, you know, those of y'all that follow me, I'm a coach as well. And, and that that's something that's, that you can't put a price tag on is his willingness to play defense the way he does. That's hard to find, you know? So that's why I loved him as a player. And, you know, he's, he's shown what he's capable of. He had, he's shown also that he's not consistently capable of it. I think that's fair. Um, but you know, this season having him at that shooting guard spot was really a challenge for him. You know, him and DeJounte kind of shared that point guard role. Uh, but primarily it was DJ at the point and, you know, DeJounte has made himself an all-star this year and it's like, okay, well, where does that leave Derek White? You know, Derek White is on a very tradable deal. Like we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, his return, his stock, I didn't think was all that high. But to a team like Boston, it's it's perfect sense. Now we go back to 2019 uh, in the FIBA games. Uh, we had Derek White, you know, playing alongside Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. You know, that's uh, that's you know, those are three players on the Boston Celtics that he's already have he already has some chemistry with, right? So. I think he I think he's going to fit in great there. They actually need a point guard like Derek, a point guard that can push the pace, um, you know, facilitate an offense, you know, look to get other guys shots, create in the paint um, and put, you know, that sacrifice and will up a couple notches. And, and that kind of trickles down to the rest of the team, you know, and he's, he's also reuniting with with Ime Udoka who's a former Spurs coach, right? So it's nothing, you know, and Will Hardy, right? Will Hardy, and those are guys that know Derek very well. So Derek is in is in great hands in Boston. Boston got a, you know, Boston executed on what their roster needed perfectly, perfectly. They end up sending Josh Richardson, who's going to be a free agent after, after this season. So most likely he's coming off the books. Um, Romeo Langford is a young player who has shown some potential. We'll see what he can bring to the table as well. But what the Spurs got back in real in re- the realistic trade here is sending a first round pick to the Spurs for Derek White. So the Spurs are acquiring a first round pick. I mean, you you got to be able to live with that. Right now, right now coincidentally, Boston and Toronto the two teams that we made deals with today are in the sixth and seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. You know, both both of those teams are probably going to make the playoffs unless they get bounced, be like in, in a play-in scenario of some, some sort. Um, and if that is true, that if they both make the playoffs, um, depending on how far they get, you know, the Spurs are going to acquire their draft picks. And the Spurs right now are a bottom six team, bottom six team in the NBA which means that, hey, man, we actually might have high chances of acquiring a top five pick. You know what I mean? So the Spurs the Spurs pick can be top five, top six. The Toronto and Boston picks can be somewhere in the late teens, early 20s. 
and the Spurs can be holding three draft picks in the first round this year. Now, I would kind of speculate that we're making these moves for a reason, and maybe they try to package them to move up in the draft and get a top three pick. That's something that I, I would kind of think was in the in the cards here. Um, you know, but let's get back to Derek White. You know, that's it's it's a it's a gut punch for sure for most of Spurs Nation. I had a just gotten my wife had just got me a a Derek White shirt because she knows how much I love Derek White. I love Derek White, man. A player like him is, is awesome. Um I respect the hell out of him. You know, and for Boston, they got a great point guard for the next two or three seasons. So um look for Boston to actually move up in the rankings. That's 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 what I think. They're I think they're seventh right now or six and i wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the fourth or fifth spot when it's all said and done i think Derek white can do that for that team you know so you know big big shout out to Derek white uh big shout out to drew eubanks who just got waived from toronto so we'll see where he ends up if he ends up anywhere um and thaddeus young is going to end up with the raptors as well he can definitely help that team uh, a team that needed a big man, though I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know if they made any other moves today, but you know Thaddeus is like a small ball center, but they already have a bunch of small ball players on that team. So, anyways, um, you know, at the end of the day, the Spurs made some moves. Um, you know, acquired some picks with the with the Juancho Hernan Gomez trade earlier this week. Uh, second round picks as well, so we're stacked up with first rounders and second rounders for the next maybe five years three this year right um so so great stuff there in re- in getting return for what we did do now let's talk about the spurs now for a second you know this means a few things one i think that you know Dejounte is is the guy and and we ended up not moving Jakob, which was interesting if we were if we were going to move Jakob pertle it was like hey man we are really moving into this rebuild mode but keeping Jakob, that's huge for DeJounte. You know, if we moved Jakob, that was going to really hurt DeJounte Murray's on-court productivity, right? Because a lot of what, De- what DeJounte does has to deal with Jakob being the receiving end of that. Off the pick and roll, off the pocket passes, off the driving dishes. You know, Jakob creating space for DeJounte to get to the rim. So, you know, Jakob is actually pretty crucial defensively as well to what we do here um, in San Antonio and, and making sure that DeJounte can be successful. So, you know, I think keeping Jakob was more about DeJounte than, than anything else, um, making sure that he's not just completely left out, hanging out to dry. Um, and then we talk about who's taking Derek White's spot for the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, it's Devin Vassell. It's easy, right? It's It's Devin Vassell. He's arguably just as good on the defensive end as Derek White doesn't quite put his body on the line but um IQ wise um defensively Devin Vassell is ready he's a great on and off ball defender at a high level already since his rookie year right so you know he's the 11th pick I mean you know Derek White was a 28 29th pick Devin Vassell's 11th pick or 12th pick last season and so, you know, he's he's lottery potential and he, he's got it. And, and it's funny because in that Cleveland game, um, you know, there was that spurt in the third quarter where Devin Vassell scored 11 points, I think it was, in the in the third quarter alone, 
right? I think finished with a game high, like 18 or something like that. So Devin Vassell is that guy. Devin Vassell is that guy. I, I comped him to Ray Allen last year, his rookie year. I really think that he has high, high levels of shot creation upside, you know, off the dribble, off the catch, off the curl, uh, you know, being smart, cutting back door, working off the corner spot. I mean, Devin Vassell's got too much potential to keep coming off the bench. So I think you slide Devin Vassell into Derek White's spot. And what this also does is it opens up time for two other players. Um, And I'm going to talk about Trey Jones first because someone's got to run the point, you know. And what the Spurs have been doing all season is kind of they start Derek White and DeJounte and then they stagger them pretty much for the rest of the game um, with, with moments here and there where they're together on the court. So since... You know, we're going to need a backup point, a true backup point now. That's Trey Jones. Trey Jones is now the guy in San Antonio uh, who can be a primary backup point guard. You know, he was still kind of getting spot minutes here and there, depending on the matchup, depending on health and safety protocols and all that stuff. But I think right now, Derek White, I'm not Derek White, sorry, Trey Jones is now going to step into that backup point guard role. Now, the other person is Joshua Primo, who was our 11th pick um, in this past year's draft. Again, past two picks have been lottery picks, and they both have been right on the money in Devin Bassell and Joshua Primo. Joshua Primo has already jumped other players on our squad. Uh, he's has an incredible length, athleticism, and size for his age. He's just turned 19. He has incredible help defense on the perimeter. Uh, and he's able to shoot it just as well as anyone else on our team. Not saying that he's, you know, a lights out shooter, but compared to Derek White, um, even Doug McDermott, some nights, Devin Vassell, Lonnie Walker, uh, Primo is just as good as any of those guys from the three point line. And, you know, he's shown some potential of being a, a pretty high, um, efficient shooter, at the rim too so josh joshua primo and trey jones are really the two that are gonna be able to eat minutes here devin Vassell obviously he's gonna slide into that starting role and and that's what that does right so you know we're, we're gonna miss Derek white here but we really do kind of take a step forward into the future without having to take a step back it sucks losing Derek white um but we have players that are ready to take that responsibility and that load. Um, Lonnie Walker uh, was a guy that I think a lot of people thought was might, might have gotten traded today. He stays on the team for now. He's going to be a free agent this summer, and we'll see what the Spurs end up doing with him. Um, he's going to have opportunity as well. But, you know, Devin Bissell, Trey Jones, and Joshua Primo have already kind of if not matched what he does on the floor, if not surpassed what Lonnie Walker is doing on the floor. So, you know, Lonnie Walker has an opportunity here to prove something in the minutes that he does get. Um, you know, so, you know, that's that's the guard situation. With Thaddeus Young and Drew Eubanks off the squad, um, really what that does is um, give more opportunity to Zach Collins and Jock Landale, who... Honestly, are you know right where they should be in the terms of depth at the big man position? Should be Jakob, Zach Collins, and Jock. If we're talking about you know pecking order and minutes, um, 
you know, so it opens up time for them. You know, we'll, we'll see what Romeo Langford and Josh Richardson are able to bring to the table. You know, I think that they can help this team, but we'll see. You know, there's only, I think there's under 30 games left. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just get spot minutes here and there and don't really crack the rotation too much. But, you know, that's that's to be determined. Um, this offseason is still a huge – this offseason actually just went up about 10 notches in in, in the level of importance to the, this franchise. And I, I tweeted out earlier, I was like, man, someone needs to give uh, Benjamin Bornstein, who's the – who's a scout, uh, uh, he does, you know, uh, college profiles for the draft, then you give him a raise because he's going to have to really work this offseason. We got three picks, you know, and what we do with them, like I said, is unknown. Um, but we got three potential picks in the first round this year, and we have a lot of players coming off the books this summer. So we're going to be able to use these picks to either acquire, you know, a top-tier talent in the draft or move them around to give DJ some help. Because I think the direction is we're moving towards the future. We're giving these young guys more minutes. And we're going to build around DJ and Jakob. You know, we'll see if Jakob's on the team past next season. Because he's still under contract for one more year. Um, but right now, him and DJ have something special going on. And uh, I think you try to build around them to stay competitive. You know, um, and, I, and you know, the, the sky's the limit with this young team. Um, just it's just an unknown path. We don't really know what's coming, in the terms of 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 how we're gonna you know actually produce. Um, you know, so you know, big off season coming up for the Spurs. Um, you know, there were some moves made. Uh, a couple of them hurt, uh, but ultimately the Spurs set themselves up pretty nice, pretty nice for the next few years uh, concerning the draft. Um, and cap space as well. I think we're projected to have over $30 million or $40 million in, in cap space. And, and you know, what we do with that, I don't know. You know, I don't think we're going to go out and sign a top-tier free agent. You never know. But, you know, we might be able to pull a couple of really nice veterans, you know, to come help us out this summer and pay them pretty nice, you know, for, for the future. So we'll see. Um, you know, so a lot of questions in the air. Um, it's, it's, it hurts to see Derek White go. You know, I've been, been a huge fan of him. Uh, you know, I've been, when DJ went down, I was like, yo, Derek White's ready. You know, it's like no one knew who Derek White was, but I had seen him all the year before at Austin. And I'm like, this guy is not like a slouch. Like he's, he's actually a real player. And sure enough, you know, he took us to the playoffs against Denver. You know, that was a great season. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the roster looks like at the uh at the beginning of next season it's going to be a huge change um but i think the 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 benefit of today is that our two lottery picks from the past two seasons are going to are going to be are are going to now not going to be just you know sitting on the shelf you know charging up you know it's like we're actually going to put them in the game we're actually going to let them grow you know hopefully that's the case and Trey Jones i think has huge upside you know he's shown us in spurts too that you know he's more than just a second round pick you know so we'll we'll, we'll see what trey jones is able to do as well um zach collins getting healthy at the right time was huge um and you know he's going to be important too you know moving forward because you know uh we we took a little four game break and then we came to start the rodeo road trip against cleveland and Zach Collins was the first big off the bench. 
you know, that just goes to show you what the Spurs think of him. You know, they're they're ready to give him some responsibility this season. So, you know, we'll see what happens. The Spurs are likely going to stay towards the bottom of the Western Conference. And that's because teams like New Orleans, teams like Sacramento just got better. Um, teams like Minnesota are playing on a, on a high level right now. And I just don't know if we're going to be able to close that gap, but we'll see. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. Uh, rate this podcast down below. Make sure to subscribe to me on YouTube if you want to check out my reactions to these trades. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Spurs Go!